may be those who announce that you are the victor. Not only to announce, but Lord, in our lives, your victory be manifested. That on this earth, even in our lifetime, in all things, Lord, that we may truly be able to uh, experience, Lord, and to announce before heaven and earth. Lord, that you are the victor. So, Lord, even for this time together, as we fellowship, Lord, as we meditate on your word, we're totally relying on your Holy Spirit, Lord, to just anoint, Lord, to give us, Lord, that clarity of your word. Remove all the blockage, bind the enemy. And we just wait upon you to speak unto us. So we pray and ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So uh, as uh, we had been fellowshipping the same verse for the past uh, actually year and a half, and it's from Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 and it says and they overcame him that Satan because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony and they have they love not their life even unto death uh, so uh, 弟兄胜过他是因羔羊的血和自己所见证的道他们虽至于死也不爱惜性命。So um, we have been considering this uh, verse, and then as as I've been reading this verse for the many times, I've always been struck that. These are not three different attributes, one after the other, as if in the same category. Either that or there's a basic grammar error in translation, because most translations, they don't uh, follow three of them all in a series exactly alike. But in ASV, the American Standard Version, it, I think it's a very good way to, to put it. And it says, They overcame him, Satan, because of the blood of the Lamb and because of their wor- the word of their testimony. So, because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of the testimony. And the, the third uh, phrase, and they, which means and even, because in original Greeks, and even they love not their lives unto death. So, if we uh, think about the first two as being one category, because of the blood of the Lamb, it actually sums up, epitomizes the work of Christ, of His redemption, salvation. It is Christ's blood that purifies us and makes us uh, able to uh, be delivered from Satan. And we know that the, the very story of the children of Israel leaving Egypt, it was so clear that when they applied the blood of the Lamb on the lentil, and the, the angel of death was spared that family. So so this is definitely the work of our Lord Jesus. But the second, because, it is because of the word of their testimony. It expresses the, the work of redemption 
salvation in the lives of the believers. So it is something which has to do with us. And then, uh, so even uh, that word is a logo, something which is expressed. So the so therefore, so we have the two the reasons. One is really because of what Christ has done. And second is what's true in our lives. So we can always keep that in mind. Something which is really because of what our Lord Jesus did. But on the other hand, something must be real in our lives. And we can just even uh, consider the word testimony. The word testimony is means martyr. Actually, it is used many times, especially uh, for the first few verses introducing Revelation. We'll lay this aside. So the third phrase, and they even love their lives unto death. It's something which is going to really explain uh, how they were able to go through. Uh, in their in, in their testimony in their experience. In other words, it's not something which you know uh, they they got a great achievement and they they, they got a big award and uh, it was uh, because of uh, what they accomplished for themselves. It was not like a picture of someone who went to war with Satan, and because he's so strong and he's so great, they these people are are heroes, and therefore they able to defeat. Therefore, now they are overcomers. It's just the opposite. Not their lives unto death. And that's why they were able to break through and fight against the enemy. And one recent example that comes to, to, to me is that you, you, we have heard and read the news about uh, you know, the 21. Christians who were beheaded by ISIS uh, in the last uh, maybe a couple of years. So Before they were beheaded, they were told that if you denounce your faith and uh, say that you're not do not believe in Jesus Christ, you deny Jesus, you will be spared. So uh, so, but we all, I always thought the 21 were all of them Coptic uh, Egyptian uh, Christians. But I uh, found out recently that one of them was not. He is a darker man from Chad in, in Africa. And uh, after this happened, the news came out that the, the day before the beheading, this particular man was so impressed by the faith of the other 20. That he believed in Jesus the day before. So when he was asked that, uh, so how about you? He says, their God, this is what his words, their God is my God. And because he said that, he was, he was beheaded along with the other twice. So these are the ones who have not loved their lives unto death. And this is the kind of heart of those who went through the defeat of uh, Satan. So again, going back to the word of testimony, it seems that it is very important that we 
understand what is an overcoming testimony. How would that testimony count in defeating and becoming an overcoming? So maybe we can just start with uh, uh, some first initial verses from Revelation. So uh, when we start with Revelation chapter 1, verse 2, see this is John. He was uh, about to uh, uh, go into what he has seen, and he said, This is John, who testified, this is John. The word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So then, again, here he's John himself. He's testifying that word is 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 a witness testimony, same word. So he says, uh, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So the testimony is of Jesus Christ. Then in verse 4, when he's about to introduce, to, to address, to write uh, to, to those that he's going to write to, he says, Grace to you and peace. And then actually from the Father, the Holy Spirit. But then it also says from verse 5, from Jesus Christ. But how is Jesus Christ described? He is a faithful witness. He names his faithful witness. Oh, so again, the witness. And then he says, the first one from the dead, a ruler of the kings of the earth. And to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood. And then it continues, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever. So in this first introduction, so he introduces Jesus, the one who is the one who was first born from the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth. He loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's what he did. But when he talks about us, that we have made us kings and priests to his God and Father. He could have said many other things. He saved us, he you know, we redeemed uh, uh, many other things, but he just summarizes what he did for his own. And that is. So we are being entitled as kings and priests. He is the Savior, He is the Lord, He is the King, but we are kings and priests. So in many of these descriptions that John has, it's always a pair. One is about our Lord Jesus, one is about us. When you go through many of these descriptions, then you begin to realize that there is one portion of description that applies to both our Lord and both and to us. So and that has to do being kings and priests. So we can also just start going through some of this so you, you, you begin to see that it's not limited to a 
introduction. So you can it has to do even with our experience and our testimony. So when um, it's very telling that when John sees the vision of the Son of Man, as you don't have to turn that in, in Revelation 1 the way that the Son of Man appears, he is appeared as a high priest. He's wearing a long robe, and what's unique about him is that he's having a girdle of gold on his chest. So that speaks of being a high priest. And then we know that in the olden times, depending on your high priest, you also had the twelve stone, you're not the twelve priest, you don't have the twelve stone, but something on the chest denoted that not on the robe that they were high priests. So we see that the Son of Man is seen as a high priest among the seven churches. And then we also want to go over another passage when about to take the scroll. In Revelation 5, 9 and 10, it says, Worthy are thou to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom of priests to your God, and they shall reign on the earth. So, so what our Lord did is that not only he ransomed a people from every tribe and, and, and tongue. But you have made them a kingdom of priests, and they shall reign on the earth. So this is something which speaks for always, not just then and there. And then if you also go to the verse that our brother Dana shared last Sunday about the Millennium Kingdom, in Revelation 20, verse 6, I'll read it, you don't have to. It says, Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they will be priests to God and of Christ, and they will reign with Him for a thousand years. So they have a very specific function during the millennium. So they will be priests and kings unto God for one thousand years. But actually, if you look into eternity, uh, you can read in Revelation 22, verse 3 to 5. Again, I'll read, you don't have to turn. And no curse shall be any more, and the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name is on their foreheads, and night shall, be, shall not be any more, and no need of a lamp, and the light of the sun. For the Lord God shall shine upon them, and they shall reign to the ages of ages. That word, servant shall serve him. That word serve in the original Greek is 
which is priestly service. So that they will be actively serving as priests. And they will be reigning to the ages of ages. So we see here now it's very clear that being priest and king is something which is not just a general description. I used to think, okay, this is my misconception, that because, you know, priests and kings have to be Old Testament, now spiritually it is being true because now we are the, the saved uh, uh, by grace, those who know the Lord. So automatically, yes, because uh, you know the Lord has fulfilled everything. Yes, we are priests and kings. So I just think, oh, now we are because we are saved. But I began to realize that I may not be living as a priest or living as a king. So, but I found that my life has not reached the status and it just doesn't mean that uh, you're saved automatically will be in a kingdom. Because there's a call doesn't mean that I already received the good everything. I like to read a, a verse from first Peter chapter two. Chapter 2, verse 4. Chapter 啊，现在却做了神的子民，从前未曾蒙怜悯，现在却蒙了怜悯。So again, this passage from First Peter that we often um, refer to, uh, but then it's something which has to do with our generation, our lifetime, and to each one of us.所以啊，我们常读到这段经节，可是这段经节应该能够应用在我们的日常生活里。so the question is, how do we live as kings and priests today? What kind of experience will count as a testimony so that will result in a defeat of Satan? I think we, we also want to you know, understand then what, what is a priest in his if what happens to a priest? Of course, in the Old Testament, he went through a lot of rituals. But everything stands for something meaningful. And one of the most important, I believe, is it has to do with is the blood, the, uh, with the ear of, of uh, the priest. So the blood is dipped on his ear, right? And in depending on some situation where the sin offering is also anointed with oil. So it is something which 
it must be applied to 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 them. So, for them, this is must be and our Lord Jesus also said, "Take heed what you hear." So, why is the ear so important? Why is the ear they listen to Satan's lies. It is through their ears that Satan was able to get into their heart and they became uh, against God. So it is not, therefore not uh, 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 surprising then even the call to the overcomers in each of the seven churches has to do he that has an ear let him hear. And in fact, when you consider the life of our Lord Jesus, we know that in Hebrews, the, the book of Hebrews talks about you know, what is the, the real uh, representation, the, the, the real meaning of the shadow represented by the Old Testament things. And then in Hebrews 10, we'll have to turn there, verse 4 and 9. Our Lord Jesus says, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired. This is attributed to our Lord Jesus. But a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and offerings you have no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I come to do your will. Uh, uh, so we see here that our Lord Jesus came He came to fulfill not to be for the sacrifice not of the outward things but the very essence of everything He listened to the Father and he depended on the Father and did everything to obey the Father. So that is the essence, I believe, the meaning of living as a priest. That your life is constantly, totally depending on the Holy Spirit, depending on the Lord to hear what He has to tell us, and we are obeying and we're living, acting accordingly. It is not something as a sacrifice, but as a delight. Our Lord Jesus is delighting in in. He came to do the Father's will. He has taken pleasure to do the Father's will. So so I think this is the kind of life of, of a priest. So the other uh, is also the living as a king. Because we know that in many things that uh, we, have, we have to go through struggles. We have to go through because it's our will that we are struggling against. So but then again our Lord Jesus is the best example. What does he say about his life on earth? In fact as a king he was totally rejected. In fact he, he was so humble. He was totally did not appear as a king. That the Jews totally rejected him. And in fact, they called him a, a false, a fake Christ. And because of that, he was crucified. And yet, what you find uh, a reference to Jesus in terms of uh, getting power and having a kingly uh, a life. It is actually Philippians chapter 
we don't have to read that it says how Jesus emptied himself to, to take a form of a bondman and he humbled himself and be obedient even to die on the cross so God therefore highly exalted him so that uh, he is now uh, other than his would bow and acknowledge him. So, so we see here that the, the kingly presence of, of the Lord on earth was not what humanly people, our human eyes uh, would, would expect. But uh, there's also the other aspect that is, how about the corporate aspect? We find that uh, when we do see our Lord as, as being the anointed one, then the Lord has given uh, the authority for us to cast everything here on earth. Whatever shall be uh, bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever shall be loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. And it's all because of who he is, because he is real. As the anointed king in our lives, then we are able to have the authority to do so. I think the best is to go through some other examples. For example, if you look what is overcome, uh, overcome testimony in, in some books in the Bible. One book of already mentioned the book of uh, Hebrews. We know that in Hebrews chapter 11 and 12, we're giving so many examples of those who have by faith uh, really over, overcome all, all uh, uh, the adversities. In fact, in verse uh, 33, chapter 11, it says, By faith they overcame kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained testimony. So by faith, they're able to overcome. So we see that this is what you know that was accomplished when they were going through the adversities. So then in, in chapter 12, verses 22 to 29, you don't have to read that. It tells about uh, how our Lord Jesus Himself is the mediator of a new covenant. So that how he is a mediator for us. And then also that now that we are being brought into the heavenly Jerusalem. But at the end also says that they are to receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So again, we do see that the two aspects. That not only uh, that is, is as of, a, of a reigning of a kingdom, but also being a priest. So in the book of Hebrews, then, the fulfillment of our Lord Jesus himself being the high priest, is so that we may be priest and king. And through that, it is how they obtain the, the testimony, those in chapter 11. So another book that could be a good example for us is a, is a letter of Romans. So we know that, again, it starts with saying how by law the Jews failed God, they could not fulfill with work and law. 
But by faith we receive salvation. But also by faith then we have the resur- can have the experience the resurrection life of the Lord. And then by faith our self life again is dealt on the cross. So we die to our self life. And then also by faith we have descended glorified life of the Lord. But also by faith we can be overcomers in all things. In Romans 8.37 that's what it says overcome all things. But also at the end of Romans uh, Towards the end, chapter 12. It says that we are a living sacrifice, which is our intelligent service. So, to talk about the sacrifice, and he talks about our service. So that word service again is is uh, the um, priestly service. So this is not just consecration. Yes, it is a consecration, but it's more it's so that we can serve as priests unto God. And then it explains actually in chapter 12 how we are members of his body and therefore we minister to one another. And then chapter 12 ends with a verse saying that overcome evil with good. So that means that you're being a king. So it doesn't explicitly say priest and king, but when you read the function, when you read there what is described there, it is actually the testimony or the experience of being a priest and a king. If you really consider about uh, the Roman uh, believers, they were truly the ones who the Lord used in such a mighty way that affected the Christianity in history. In seven short years or about, when Paul wrote his letter to uh, uh, the Romans, uh, to believers from Corinth, seven years later, I'm sorry, then um, there was a great persecution started from Nero. And we know that uh, this has been such a, such a, a bad uh, a, a persecution. The Christians were burned and many things happened. And then, but 250 years later, in about, there was just so much of Christianity in hidden ways Christians, their testimony was so strong. That they decided not to overtly fight or to even uh, persecute. But they they were very clever. Again, that was something Satan actually try to now adopt Christianity as the religion for the Roman Empire. And then they made and then but in doing so they mixed uh, idolatry, they mixed all kinds of other things so that it would truly contaminate 
the purity of the gospel. So, but when they do it, they put the but still, from there on, Christianity was no longer looked upon as something negative. But gospel could be preached and people could be saved. That's how the whole Western civilization got changed. But God used it. So you could say that the, the Roman believers were truly priests and kings. And through them, we're still benefiting the whole. Uh, the background here is that uh, you know that the children of Israel have been in captivity in Babylon. And after 70 years, several waves of uh, Jews returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And then the last wave was with Zechariah as a, as a prophet. And then when you go through, again, don't have to read this on your own, you might want to read uh, the uh, chapter 4, but then chapter 3 and 4 of Zechariah have to do with uh, Joshua and also with uh, uh, Zerubbabel. So Joshua is a high priest. And Zerubbabel was a governor. So one represented priest. And one represents the king. So this prophecy, which applied to not only uh, the Jews at that time, it speaks of even now. And what is this uh, division that Zechariah describes? It talks about uh, a gold golden lampstand with seven lamps and on top there is a, a bowl of gold and there, there's pipes there are seven pipes from each of the lampstand to the bowl and then Besides uh, the, the lampstand, one on the right and one on the left uh, are two olive trees. And then the olive tree also has a, a pipe, too, going into uh, uh, the bowl. So out of the uh, olive trees, then we have uh, oil, which is gold. It goes into this bowl, and from the bowl it flows through all these pipes, 49 pipes. And then, then supplying the oil for each of the lamps. So from the oil then you can burn and you can have a well-lit, you know, uh, uh, lampstand. So then, uh, when uh, Zechariah asked, what's the meaning of this? And then he was explained, not by might, nor by power, but my, but my, my, by, by, my, my spirit, says the Lord. 
那不是依靠势力，不是依靠才能，乃是依靠我的灵，访访能城市。So and by this the great mountains will be removed.说大山啊，啊，你算什么？这些山都要移去。So this is very significant, I believe.所以这是非常有意义的。Because when you have the two sons of oil. The olive trees were represented as the sons of oil. One being uh, Joshua and the other being Zerubbabel. So when the priest and the king are being restored. There is a defunction of of those two. So then you see the oil flowing and then you have the testimony. And I believe this is not just for the children of Israel because this has to do with us. When we are being priests and kings. So, when we when there are those who are fulfilling that kind of responsibility. So, when the church is being built. There is a testimony unto the Lord. And then, with the growth of His church. And maturing of, of his body, the enemy is defeated. So this is something which we need to just really again be impressed by the Lord. Am I living the life of a priest and king? But more important, I believe, is how do we connect everything that happens in my life, whether at home, family, or work. So, with what what the Lord is trying to accomplish for Himself. That I truly do not live by myself. For my flesh. But by faith, I'm living the life of Christ out. Do you know by faith whether you're making certain decisions, what you're doing is for the Lord? I don't think it's very important that I want to have the best thing in terms of how to solve and what happens and the outcome, the way we analyze everything is, is based on what we profit for myself, right? So at the end, it is a tree of knowledge of good and evil. What is good and what is bad for me? But is it really what is a tree of life? The Holy Spirit, what is good for the Lord? And for His sake, we're willing to die. So in our actions, in our obedience, the things that we do every day, the problems that we, we, we encounter. Am I connecting to the Lord? Will there be a result in the increase of the life of the Lord flowing through me? Is this something subjective? Is it something which 
we can bring the enemy to 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 the Lord's feet. So we can bring not only our will, our flesh, but also because of the testimony of the Lord that His name will be glorified and the enemy will be put to shame. And in Zechariah, it says that we're living the day of small things. It is in the, all the small things in your life and my life that's going to count. Because if you want to wait for the big thing and you dismiss all the small things, I believe we're going to miss out all the, all the situations that we can, can be turned to the Lord for Himself. It is having the ear that's dipped in blood and oil that's going to hear and the Holy Spirit and let Him apply and make that real. And I believe this applies to everyone no matter how long they have known the Lord or what their age background, I am reminded of uh, Samuel. He was just a small kid. But he heard the voice calling him when the priest could not hear. And because he would bother to wake up at night to listen to the Lord. God set him apart and made him uh, his, his prophet. And uh, I, I, I think it will be very uh, just to see that his mother would bring an ephod every year to 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 give to to Samuel. So the picture is that you have a small boy who is wearing that uh, priestly clothes, and then while the, all the older people were so deaf and so dead. And as a little boy, and he was being served the Lord faithfully. And then one more passage I like to read. Uh, is from Malachi, Malachi verse chapter three, verse 16, 17. 1617, it says, Then those who hear the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who fear the Lord and esteem his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make my treasures, make up my treasured possessions, and I will spare them as the man spared his son who served him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve Him. I believe these words are prophetic has to do with the overcomers. And then it but because the other treasure possession. So 
and then and then we this this verse seems to be a combination of many different passages we've we've read. 这就是好把许多的我们读的经节好像做一个总结。Certainly about First Peter chapter two verse nine, you know about the you know the uh that we read about the the, the king of priests. 所以在彼得前书提到我们怎么样做君尊的祭司。And then also、uh, Revelation 22:5, when we talk about at the end time. So, indeed, this verse also talks about being priest and king. Because we see here that they're the ones who are able to bring about、uh, all that the Lord、It、says they shall be mine. So, 就说他们必属我。And then the word serve here again has to do with the priestly service in the Old Testament. But also one thing which is very precious is that they, those who fear the Lord spoke with one another. So going back to the Revelations 12:11 about the word of testimony. So you mentioned in the Old So they spoke with one another. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests and kings. They have the testimony of being priests Had、uh, you know word of a, a testimony here in our、uh, open sharing. So we in this free open sharing, we have witnessed. And then I'm very touched when people go through not only their experience, sometimes difficult to recount, but they share for the glory of the Lord. So they often share for the glory of the Lord. I think we need more of that. We need more of that. While we go through the goal that is being produced by the Lord in our lives, so we experience our life, our lives, our lives, our lives, our lives, our lives, our Filled with the life of Christ. So this wine, ah, this wine flows out. You can see this wine is filled with Jesus' life. And then that's flowing as a testimony for the Lord. Because one is being both a king and a priest in his life, in his in his testimony. And by our being faithful as a priest and king, then that we supply. We are reminded for another passage. You don't have to turn. How in Ephesians chapter four and fifteen verses that we speak truth in love, that we grow up to Him in all things. So in Ephesians chapter four and fifteen verses that we speak truth in love, that we grow up to Him in all things. So in Ephesians chapter four and fifteen verses. So that again, so we join it together by every joint supply, so that we can grow up, edifying in love. So we so that's the exact thing which has to do with Zechariah four. This is the Sajaliah, so this is what he said. So may we really be before the Lord. So we can come to the Lord's presence. So that we can live by the Spirit, not by our own flesh. We can go, ah, with the Spirit to live, not by our own flesh. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Not anymore, but Jesus lives in me. We are living sacrifice, so that we can do the Father's will. We can go, so we, so we, so we can go, so we can go, so we can go. We can go, so we can go, so we can go. We can go, so we can go, so we can go. We can go, so we can go, so we can go. We can go, so we can go, so we can go. We can go, so we can go. May we be willing in our small things that we want to mature the body of Christ. In small things, we can mature the body of Christ. In small things, we can mature the body of Christ. In small things, we can mature the body of Christ. In small things, we can mature the body of Christ. In small things, we can mature the body of Christ. In small things, we can mature the body of Christ. That that may be true in theory. This 
if it's not true in your life, it's not true in my life. I'm afraid that it will have no significance in your life and my life. So it's only when all things in my life are placed under Christ's feet. So that He can be the head in me. And so that we can indeed together grow up and make Him our head. So may the Lord have mercy upon each one of us. May we hear His call. May we just not say that we've been saved. That I must be those who will live as a king and as a priest. In all that it means. Until our Lord returns. So just uh, commit this time, and whoever like to pray, just. Thank you so much for the wonderful message. You are the beginning of